Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. All right, we're going to start a teaching on fasting. And uh, I call this teaching, Let's Nail the Flesh. Uh, I think there is no better way of nailing the flesh or getting to the weak part of man than fasting. Why are we fasting? Because uh, we want to impress on God? No, not at all. Because we want to deal with ourselves. God is always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the scripture that we have, that we're basing this upon. Our God is an eternal God. Isaiah chapter 26 tells us that he's an eternal rock. Hebrews tells us that he is the same. So we can't manipulate God or twist God's arm by fasting or praying. We don't see uh, fasting as a currency in the kingdom of God to get more from him. We know fasting is not about God at all. It's all about us. We need to nail our flesh and build our character in order to experience more of God. Uh, also discipline our time uh, to have more time with God so uh, you need to turn fasting a little bit away from God to you uh, people always ask me uh, does God really need our fast no but you need to fast I need to fast this has not got nothing to do with God and how he looks upon you uh, Jesus said John's gospel chapter 19 verse 30 it is finished and we know from Paul's teaching that no matter, it says, no matter the promises, they have all received yes in Jesus Christ. And they now receive its amen through us. We have a blood covenant with God through Jesus Christ. And we just receive from him. He's a good giver, a good father. James tells us that good gifts are coming down from him. And God is on our side. We don't doubt that. But we need still to fast. We base that upon that Jesus actually told his disciples that, um, well, uh, uh, they are not fasting as long as the bridegroom is with them. But one day he's going to be taken away. And on that day, they will fast. So let's go to uh, uh, a passage of scripture in the first gospel that we have in the New Testament. Matthew's gospel in chapter 4. And we're going to read a few verses there. And then I will actually have Emily to help me read uh, the English Bible here. But the first passage of scripture I'm going to read. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. This is a very interesting scripture. We could stop right there. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, with a big S, the Holy Spirit, into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. No surprise, huh? <laughs> and verse 3, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. 
Jesus answered, It is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourselves down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 11, then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. I think uh, this particular uh, portion of scripture shows us very, very clear that we can overcome temptations by fasting. If we don't learn anything else about fasting, you can learn that we can overcome temptations. We build character. We nail flesh. We can fight the devil in a better way. So why is that? Well, it's very simple. Uh, food and our craving for food is one of our strongest cravings. Next to our sexuality, next to sleep, uh, I would say food is probably number one. Um, our, our, our belly start to scream for it and everything in us wants it and if you can say no to that and discipline that particular craving in your life it's also easy to discipline your thought life what comes out of your mouth what you say uh, not to gossip um, not to, 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 um, to say certain things about other people that you shouldn't say and so on and so on. Uh, not, not only that, if you can discipline your thought life, you can also discipline your attitudes. Uh, so I think uh, in general a person that fasts becomes a better person. <laughs> uh, and you say, well we can't be any more righteous than what we are. We've, we've been declared righteous uh, just through grace, through faith. That's right and that's your standing towards God. But still, we can work on our salvation and we can work on our character and uh, on who we are as persons. And I think the best way to do that is by living a disciplined life. You can discipline other areas in your life, of, of course. But fasting is superior in that way. That is such a strong craving. And if we can say no to that, we can also say no to other things. Jesus lived a life of prayer. Uh, people have been asking, but did Jesus fast uh, anything more than these first 40 days after his baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit, driven by the Spirit into the desert? Well, we don't really know, but we know through some few scriptures that he's relating to fasting. For example, Mark's Gospel chapter 9 tells us that when Jesus is coming down from the mountain, and the disciples are desperately trying to help a young man to be set free from a demon. And they can't. Uh, Jesus just steps into the scene and casts the demon out. And then they ask him when they are alone with Jesus, why couldn't we drive out the demon? And Jesus answers very clearly, Mark's Gospel chapter 9 and verse 29. This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. So it seems like 
Jesus was also during his ministry from time to time living in fasting if you look at that particular scripture so there are demons uh, that can only be driven out by prayer and fasting Jesus says why is that so I think it has to do with again when we nail flesh we give more room to the Holy Spirit in our lives when we um, when we discipline ourselves uh, there is a certain of a th there is a certain level of authority that increases in our lives uh, in what way well a disciplined person carries another weight and another authority uh, we know that from the natural and we know um, that goes for a military here on earth or an athlete or whatever you listen to someone uh, in a different way or pay more attention to someone that has discipline to back up um, what he's doing or what she's doing and uh, so there is a certain authority a certain weight that comes with it and Jesus talks about it um, let's just be pleased with that I want us to read uh, another portion of scripture and I've asked Emily to read it in good American English so we're going to read from Luke's gospel chapter 5 and verse 16 and look a little bit into Jesus's lifestyle Luke 5 16 but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Isn't that an amazing scripture? He often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Why? Because he started his ministry like that. After baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit, he was driven by the Holy Spirit into the desert where he fasted for 40 days, where he where he stood up against the temptations of the devil and won. Um, and, and I think that we also need to do just like Jesus. We need to withdraw from time to time and, and, and only spend time with God and discipline ourselves by saying no to food and to cravings and maybe to many other things as well. It's good sometimes to cut out television. It's good sometimes to even, if you're a married person, stay away from a sexual relationship with your spouse for a while. Why? Because you cut out all the other distractions from being with God. Very seldom we talk about this in our Western world. That's just what... The way it is, some people fast from social media, they, uh, they fast from their cell phones, they fast from watching television. I don't think that that can replace fasting from food, but uh, it can definitely come as a consequence from you living a disciplined life. And it can be a good combination to your fasting from food. All right, so why are we withdrawing from time to time to charge our spiritual batteries? to focus in on what's next what you want god our life here on earth with god is a deep deep fellowship with him through the holy spirit we're not our own masters jesus is our lord and uh, when we allow him to master us and lead us that's when life gets exciting and that's when it really becomes successful lord what are you saying to me what do you want with my life how can I please you? What is your will, not my will? Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom advance. I want your peace. I want your power. I want your light to shine on every area in my life. And through prayer and fasting, that comes to us and that is being developed in our life. I also want us to read from Luke's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 12. 
Emily. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. He spent the night praying to God. And if you've never tried that, you should try that. It's something fantastic. When I started out in Africa as a missionary, um, yeah, almost 30 years ago, we did that all the time. And that built an amazing character in our lives. We didn't sleep that night. We said no to sleeping. That's also a, a way of, of, of fasting, even though it's not mentioned in the Bible. If you can say no to food, you can also say no, no to a craving for sleep. We know that Peter had a hard time with that. Jesus asked him to pray for an hour, and he couldn't. But we can spend a night with God in prayer. And something fantastic will happen in our lives. I remember in Africa when we prayed a whole night in the little church that we visited. And then in the morning when the congregation came, we were prayed up. We had tuned in. and When they walked into the church, the demons started to come out. And the sick were being healed. And when we just opened up our mouth, the presence of the Holy Spirit would fill the entire church and the entire area. Try that. You should try that. It is amazing. We're also going to read from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26 and verse 39. Emily. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Did you hear that? First of all, I want you to see that Jesus' entire life was about praying and fasting. His intimate fellowship with the Father was his life. He started out that way. He didn't go into ministry without being fasting and praying for 40 days. And then here at the end of his earthly ministry, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he bowed down and he prayed, not my will, your will, not as I want, but as you want. I think fasting creates just that in our life. I don't want to live my life the way I want to live it. I don't want to live it according to my plans and my visions and my dreams. But I want your visions and your dreams and your plans for my life to be materialized. I'm not going to ask you to bless my life. No, no, no. There's a, there's a higher way than that, a superior way than that. I want to ask, how do you want me to live? Uh, how can I live your dream, your vision, your plans? That's when you really become successful. That's when life really fills the purpose. The purpose of this life is not to be able to live it the way I want to live it, but the way God wants me to live my life. Because that's when I'm satisfied. That's when I'm pleasing Him. One day I'm going to come home to Him. I'm going to look into His eyes and I've said, I've tried to live my life the way you wanted me to live it. Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, and verse 34. Please, Emily. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Just stay here, Emily. Look at this. He started his ministry by fasting and praying. He went on in the ministry by regularly withdrawing to fast and pray. He casted out demons through fasting and praying. He prayed just before the crucifixion, not my will, your will, 
on the cross when he is about to give his life for us he prays father god forgive them for they do not know what they are doing i don't know if you've ever considered what it must have taken for jesus to be nailed to the cross when it comes to character would he have that character to obey the will of god for his life to be crucified to be whipped to be flogged to be spitted upon to be humiliated to be hung on a cross naked bleeding sweating without having developed a life of fasting and praying i don't think so i think that that played in to him being able to live out the will of the father in his life and who could pray such a prayer about the ones that had just run nails through his hands and feet if you wouldn't have trained yourself in character and discipline father god forgive them for they do not know what they are doing but i know why i'm here and you know why i'm here we are here for them i'm bleeding for them we are loving them right now only then when you nail your flesh when you overcome the devil when you live a fasted life you can carry out the will of god it's wonderful to just read how jesus left this earth to be uh, with his father we know that he went down into hades and proclaimed his victory we also know that he went with his blood into into the heavenly tabernacle reconciled mankind with god we know that happened during the three days before his resurrection but we are going to read luke's gospel chapter 23 and verse 46 jesus called out with a loud voice father into your hands i commit my spirit when he had said this he breathed his last i mean think about this just think about the wording father into your hands i commit my spirit only a fasted life can speak like that father into your hands i commit my spirit my very being all that i am belongs to you you gave it huh now i gave it back to you out of my free will and i'm going to believe in you for the future so his life is submitted to the father through his lifestyle and uh, i want my life to be submitted to the father i meet a generation nowadays and i will come to the conclusion here very very quick but i meet a generation nowadays that are having god as someone to bless their projects uh, to feel good uh, to come into service because it should mean something to me and they pick church as a gym uh, do they have a good kids facility for my kids uh, is the worship what i like it to be uh, do they do they preach in a way that i don't like i might even change church if a pastor would say something to me that i think is a little too offensive i would definitely change church um so we are around a christianity especially in the western world that is all about me what i feel my preferences what i like and that's because the church has started fasting 
if the church would fast, if we Christians would fast, we would also nail flesh. We would overcome temptations. We would not be so easily offended. We would be much stronger. And we would develop discipline. And we would seek the will of God. So uh, this is my little conclusion. Uh, I wanted to challenge all of you to live fasted lives. We need a new generation that starts to fast. Where it's not about me, but it is about him. God bless you. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.